Well, here we are, Jess, back again, ready to do another Four Pods of Christmas. Getting That's right. ready. We got our night. We're sitting by the fire. We got our nice warm drinks. We're all snuggled up in our in our Christmas sweaters, our ugly Christmas sweaters. <laughs> yes. The only thing that can make it more perfect is if we have a special guest stop by. Oh. Hello. Come on in. Hello. Oh, what? what Hello! Is oh, I'm Toad! What? I'm Toad! I'm Toad from the Super Mario games! <laughs> what? Why? Hello! What's happening? Merry Christmas! Oh my gosh, why? I'm Jewish! What? But I can still celebrate with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello. I can't quite do it. My throat's dry. I thought that Bing Crosby was showing up. Danny told me Bing Crosby was showing up, and then that happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not Bing. (laughs) I can't do a toad voice. I thought I could do it. I just wanted to do a shocking, bizarre voice instead of doing Bing Crosby. And all I could think was Toad from the Mario Brothers. He has a horrible voice. I feel I so bad for anybody who thinks that they're clicking on Reliant K's Angels We Have Heard on High on Spotify and instead hears that. I don't feel bad at all. I feel good about that. <laughs> we know the Christmas season has really begun when, one, you go to Spotify and all the top five songs are Christmas songs for Reliant K. Yep. And two, our numbers for 12 Days of Christmas skyrocket. Our starts, <laughs> not our listens, but our episode starts skyrocket. <laughs> they hear us talking and they're like, oh, forget about it. Do yeah. you do Bing Crosby in that one? I don't remember what I do in that one. I don't know. So we're sitting here. It's it's a, a brisk day here in Los Angeles. It's 79 degrees. Oh, Grabbing to put another log on the fire. Blue skies, golden sunshine. Yep. We're enjoying, I've got a some Earl Grey tea, an Earl Grey tea latte with oat milk, and Danny has a hot toddy. Mm-hmm. And he has his in his festive Santa rad coffee mug, and I have mine in my Reliant K Air for Free mug. Yep. So today we are talking about angels we have heard on high. Yes, we are. But first, we have top of the show business. All right. In addition to the business business that I'm doing, because I'm technically at work right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Oh, and thank you for my hot toddy. It's delicious. I got Evan Williams uh, bourbon in there. Yeah, you got the... Evan Williams always sounds like a paint company The bottled and bond one. Yeah, it does sound like a paint company. Sherman Williams. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Ask, ask, ask Sherman Williams. Ask how, so, ask now. So we have one voicemail. Danny Jess, it's David from Jimmy Eat Pod. Listening to the latest episode, and you guys talk about the bird and the B-sides, and I, again, know nothing about this band. I think you theorize that, you know, maybe this is an, uh, uh, an unreleased album that they just sort of like released with B-sides because it wasn't what they wanted. But then you talked about in this episode that it was like the last record that they were doing to get out of their contract. So in a way, they just sort of flipped this to the record label. So you might say they flipped the bird and the B-sides to the record label. 
I don't know, man. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going down a path. Maybe I'm going in a car wash. Uh, anyway, I don't know if there's any Reliant K car wash songs, but okay, that's my theory. Bye. Well, your theory is completely confirmed. That's so funny. Yeah. Because clearly, so I don't think David's heard our Be Your Man John Schneck episode yet. Yeah. Because we talked to John Schneck and he explained that that's pretty much what it means. Because we were always like, why is it called Bird and the B-Side, not Birds and the B-Sides? But David Park, don't feel bad because you figured out what so many Reliant K fans could never figure out. Nobody ever assumed that it literally meant we're flipping the bird to the record label, but that's apparently what it meant. But they did it in such like a twee way with a nice fun little (laughs) bird on the cover and this like, you know, artsy thing that like this is like that, um, that Wes Anderson art style that Reliant K sometimes does that nobody would assume it literally meant the record label is forcing us to put out a full-length album before we're ready to do Forget and Not Slow Down, so we're flipping the bird to the record label. That's apparently what it means. John Schneck said, he was even like, I don't know if I should be telling this, but this is what the, <laughs> the title means. If you hear Danny crinkling, he's opening up Jessica his Christmas gifts already. <laughs> I didn't get Jessica a Christmas gift. Well, yes, I did. We just ordered it, but it won't arrive till later. Hello! It's me, Toad! <laughs> That's me, Toad. Hello. <laughs> no one gets this very visual gag. Jessica got me one of those bird, one of those bar things. It's like a cone. It's like a cone. It's like a, yeah, it's a cone, right? It's like a double-sided cone, so you can get the perfect amount of bourbon in your drinks. We're not gonna say what it's called. It's, it's very close to a very not okay word. Uh, so, <laughs> it's an it has an official name. Right. When Jessica said, "I got you a," and I'm like, "A what?" And she's like, no, that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. So moving on. Any moving time on. other top of the show business. So other top of the show business is as long as David Park brought up the topic. Last week, we talked about, at least we made it this far. And what I realized, and we've done a couple of these type of Bird and the B-Sides songs. Because there's a couple of different types of songs on Bird and the B-Sides. Mm-hmm. There's obviously all the B-Sides on the second half. And then in the original songs, you have the... The ori- Birds. You have the birds and you have the B-sides. So in the bird songs, you have like the fun, goofy or like whatever songs that like the rest of the band wrote. You have a couple other fun songs like Beeman, you know. But what I realized is I have a full on theory. And I think this is more than a theory. I think this is absolutely true. That within Bird and the B-sides, specifically the Nashville Tennis EP, you have a prequel to forget and not slow down. Yeah, for sure. It's at, at least we made it this far. And um, where do I go from here? And curl up and die. I think these are literally essentially songs. I think they were songs that are in a way like demos to what becomes forget and not slow down. I think they're part of the exact same story of the relationship he was in that ended that then he wrote forget and not slow down on. And... There's one song in particular on Bird and the B-Sides. So I was listening to Bird and the B-Sides with this whole new concept in mind. Knowing that the record label came to them and said, you owe us a record in 2008. And the band was like not ready to work on their canonical album number six. So I think Thiessen had a handful of songs that he was working on that would have been in Forget Not Slow Down. I think if there's a timeline, if there's a universe out there where the record label didn't force them to put out Bird and the B-Sides... If they put out just, a, if for fun at some point they just put out a B-side collection with no original songs on it, then I think the track list 
to Forget and Not Slow Down is totally different. Especially since Forget and Not Slow Down is technically such a short album, right? I think there's an alternate universe out there where where do I go from here and curl up and die and at least we made it this far are on Forget and Not Slow Down. They're actually there because Tyson was like, well, I have these couple of songs I'm working on for the next album, but I don't want to use these other songs because those have to go on the next album. So he's like, these ones are just kind of edged out and we'll put them on this stupid flip the bird b-side collection that we're giving to the record label right or they could be like a precursor to that they could be like you know when things are maybe getting a little tumultuous but they haven't you know gotten to the events of forget not slow down yet because at least we made it this far we seem to theorize was written from the point of view of his relationship has not ended yet and he's saying at least we made it this far and i hope we continue to make it but then we know in real life that they didn't. So on the production of Bird and the B-Sides, it's so clean but fast. Like the production happened quickly, but it sounds clean, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Forget and Not Slow Down, the production is messy, but clearly fussed over, clearly produced, right? So if you listen to this, these, these prequel Forget and Not Slow Down songs that are on Nashville Tennessee P, the production can kind of trick you. But if you listen to like... Um, there was another time in my life. Like, I think that's literally, that's, a, it, that's there's another timeline in our lives where that song is, it sounds exactly like a Forget Not Slow Down song. It really the does. The production just sound, it, does, it doesn't have that cabin production. It has a clean, you know, mm-hmm. in a nice, regular old clean uh, studio for the day, just hammering out these songs. But it doesn't have that slightly messy, slightly 90s feel. But you could have done, he, they could have done, a 90s version of Was Another Time in My Life that would fit perfectly on Forget Not Slow Down. And last thing, to put this theory together and to bed for now, and we'll talk about it someday when we do another Nashville Tennis song or a uh, Forget Not Slow Down song, is on the Japanese import of Forget Not Slow Down, Where Do I Go From Here, the acoustic version, which is one of the most rare official Relying K album tracks, is that acoustic version of where did I go from here? It was placed on the Japanese version of Forget Not Slow Down. So it's like, you know, and then there's Terminals, which is technically a bonus track. It's not on every version, but it's it fits the story in some way, in some like tangential way, you know? So I think they wouldn't have picked a bonus. I mean, they could have. They absolutely could have just picked any random bonus acoustic cover they had never, acoustic version they had never released and thrown onto that bonus track. But I think it was more deliberate than that. Anyway, I'm going to make a playlist. I'm going to listen through Nashville Tennis EP. And I'm going to make a playlist of like the Nashville Tennis Forget and Not Slow Down prequel album. And we'll, and people can listen to it. Listen to these tracks into Forget and Not Slow Down. Maybe I'll even go through and take those tracks that I figure out from Nashville. Belong on Forget and Not Slow Down. And make a new track listing which won't sound perfect because the production of both albums are too starkly different right but you'll have to listen specifically to the lyrics anyway that's my top of the show business so instead of hearing me prattle on about what i was discussing let's what's that what do i hear on high (laughs) why it is the angels because it's Christmas time. It is. And once again, we're doing the four pods of Christmas because there's so many Reliant K Christmas songs. Are we only doing four? 
or are we we're doing, doing five? We're doing four this year. Well, last okay. year, the big, the big old switcheroo, as we called it, the four pods of Christmas, and we did five because we did right. Old Lang Syne. Right. This year, none of the, the big holidays happen on podcast day. Like, I was hoping at least Boxing Day would happen on podcast day this year and we could do Boxing Day, but it doesn't. Like, all the holiday days are, like, towards the end of the week, and then we come out Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. So the dates don't line up perfectly. We're doing a Christmas episode every other week for two weeks. (laughs) For four weeks. And then, (laughs) well, two, two Christmas episodes out of four weeks. And then we're doing two Christmas episodes back to back leading up to Christmas because Christmas is so far from podcast day that there was no way to make it work perfectly. Angels we have heard on high. Hark! What is that? (laughs) I hear it's the angels on high. This is very Mm Blink-182. The drum style is so Travis Barker. 100%. Like everything about it. It's his trademark. Yeah. I think it's Blink-55 who really said this for the first time, but it's true. I mean, I'm sure other people have said it. I don't know if this is like, I don't know, actually, now that I say this, I don't know if this is like how Seinfeld took the phrase yada, 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 even though that phrase existed long before Seinfeld came out, but now (laughs) it's associated to Seinfeld. So I don't know if Blink-155 said this first or if now it's just associated to them, but they call Travis Barker's particular style of drumming dishwasher drumming that like... that part, you know, right? Yes. It sounds like it sounds like pots and pans inside a dishwasher clunking yeah. together from the from the water. That's and oh, you know what's so fun was watching. There are so many drum covers for this freaking song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I was able to watch people who really knew how to do the Travis drum, or the Travis Barker dishwasher style, and who just kind of fudged it by just kind of riding the 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 tom and just kind of like just kind of like going through it but not actually hitting the symbols or hitting high on the symbol high enough on the symbol but yeah this is like a trav this is a full-on travis barker thing and i i didn't i didn't find in my research maybe you found this if this song was labeled to blink 182 on like last fm and uh because of limewire if that the you know those continue today yeah no i did not it, it all came up with reliant k and oddly there was a lot of stuff that came up in my deep dive this week which i was kind of surprised about because i feel like in other christmas episodes we haven't gotten uh quite nearly as much of that so right. especially for these traditional songs which would have so many search results just for the title right I really like this version of the song. This one is one of those kind of like stale, slow Christmas songs that really complements this like rock refresh of it. Um, This is totally a song that when performed traditionally, if it comes on, I'm switching radio stations or hitting the next button. Right. Uh, I discovered that there's a Sixpence None the Richer version while I was researching and I put it on and it was like, oh, it was, it was, it was like extra slow. It was very beautiful, but it was just not what I was in the mood for. And I was like, oh, wow. This right. Is, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, last year, we never got around to talking about uh, Dido, that Dido Christmas song that I hate. Oh, that's right. Christmas Day. We kept talking about it. And I was like, oh, I'll save that for the last pot of Christmas. So let's see if we get to it this year we're not talking about today <laughs> no we have too much to cover today. but there's a dido christmas song that i worked at macy's one christmas in 2012 
just for Christmas, and it was a song that would come on, and it was the worst Christmas song I'd ever heard. It's to me, it's worse than how some people hate Christmas shoes, because at least Christmas shoes, like the people actually love each other. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it someday. Anyway, you know who should do a Christmas album? Who? Lana Del Rey. Uh, but like all the songs are changed to Here Comes Krampus and I don't know, other dark <laughs> things. But that's old Lana. New Lana would totally do just a straightforward Christmas album where she's smiling on Santa's lap or something on the cover versus like the like getting the grossest Santa possible to sit on his lap and like be flirting with a him new or Lana something Del Rey on the cover of the old one. <laughs> A new Lana Del Rey Chris, a new style Lana Del Rey Christmas album would be like I'm swiping left on Christmas. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Something that I came across this week that we'll talk about when we cover it was um, I discovered on the wiki for Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hand that I Hate Christmas Parties was performed by Tisa and the Earthquakes. I feel like we might have. Did we touch on this before? Touched on that last year, but we weren't doing that song. Right. So we just kind of brushed over it quickly. Like last year, we don't have either CD sitting on our table this year. But I think last year we we were comparing the sparse credits of Deck the Halls to the more detailed credits of uh, Let It Snow. And how, you know, you'd get answers for certain production things in Let It Snow that you wouldn't get for the same track on deck the halls and we saw how it said that i believe we said i believe we did but yeah this song if you're a bass player or you're just learning how to play bass is actually pretty pretty simple to play on oh, the bass so okay. go look at those tabs we'll go if grab you're the interested. bass justin let's hear it okay <laughs> um so to talk about a little bit more about the blink 182 thing in this so We've talked about this last year because we did Deck the Halls. It's not like one fades into the next or anything. It's not like a completely uh, joined together two songs, but they go well together, right? Mm -hmm. So it's... I'm losing track. Jessica, how much would you put in this drink? Because I'm losing track of what I'm saying. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is... I don't know. You brought me your choice of bourbon for it, so... Last year... we talked about how on the deck, because you have the two Reliant K Christmas CDs to catch anyone up who doesn't realize this. You have Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands, which came out in 2003, and it's sort of an EP. I think it's a little long. It's probably technically an EP. Yeah. Um, and it has the more pop punk songs. There's a couple non-pop punk songs, like I, I Celebrate the Days on there and I Hate Christmas Parties. But the the songs that sound like Blink-182 on the Reliant K Christmas album come from the original EP, Deck the Hall and Bruise Your Hands. Well, then they took that EP in 2007 and they fleshed it out with more songs and they released that as their official Christmas album. Now, when you go looking for streaming and stuff, you'll find it mainly as Let It Snow, Snow Baby, Baby, Let Let It Rain, Reindeer. But everything from Deck the Hall's Bruise Your Hands, that EP, is on... Let it snow, baby. Let it rain, dear. So you don't really need a copy of Deck the Halls unless you're like you're you're a completionist. And I've listened to them back to back, and there's no clear production differences when they put it on uh, when they put the Deck the Hall songs on Let It Snow, Baby. There's no obvious production differences. Not like there are huge production differences between the gold albums of the second and third CDs. So. Um, and you have different personnel. That. Yeah, and you have different personnel because you have Brian and David on 
the Deck the Hall songs, and then you have David and John and John on all of the original stuff that's on uh, Let It Snow Baby, and then Ethan was on the three bonus tracks that came out a year later that are now only found on the Goatee Christmas comp. They used to be exclusive to the iTunes version of the Christmas album. Anyway, just catching everyone up on that. This is what I wanted to say. Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hands comes out three years into their, in 2003, three years into them being like a known entity now, right? They've been, they were together. They signed to Goatee Records. We learned last week they signed to Goatee Records in like 1998. It took them two years to come up with their first album. They're quickly going up the charts in youth groups and Christian festivals and stuff and church church tours and stuff like that going on tour with five iron frenzy and all these things and when you look at those little charts that they give you in the christian bookstore it'll say if you like blink 182 listen to reliant k (laughs) right but but from a from a critical ear there's no real connection between reliant k and blink 182 you know what i mean like, yeah. the, like, obviously, I think you wouldn't even... We've sat here and disputed this with, yeah. like, every article we've ever read. Yeah. I think it's just a ma- matter of, of marketing to say that yeah, they're the sure. Christian Blink-182. Because everyone would say MXPX was the Christian Blink-182, even though MXPX and Blink-182 are concurrent bands, and MXPX got more famous before Blink-182 shot past them, right? I don't even know if you can find an early interview with... With Reliant K, where they would say Blink-182 was a major influence to them starting out. You see them talk about Weezer and MXPX and a couple other non-punk bands, but I don't. I I could be wrong, but I haven't seen one where they say Blink-182 was an influence for us starting out. Blink-182 is definitely something of an influence later because there's like at that Orlando show that you were at that we always find on mm-hmm. YouTube from 2006 or five. five. He's playing a Tom DeLonge signature guitar, right? But I think because Blink-182 didn't become like an undeniable influence on their entire, in the entire pop punk industry until like the early 2000s, until Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Like that was when any band that wasn't really paying attention to them, that was trying to be big, like... Might not have by the time of Take Your Pants Up, by the time of Toy Page and The Untitled for sure, that's when Blink-182, whether other bands would admit it or not, have influenced all the other bands around them. Because they've just simply, Blink-182's gotten huge, right? Mm-hmm. And all the other bands around them that are like, well, we're just in the same you know categories, Blink-182, we should be big. So they sort of, whether they do it on purpose or not, they start to take influence on Blink-182. I think Reliant K, I think that they basically were like, we're not like Blink-182, but people keep saying we're like the Christian Blink-182. So just for once with the Chris, this is just a theory, just for this once with the Christmas album, let's deliberately try to sound like as much like Blink-182 as we're capable of production wise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, we're not going to take, we're not going to do one of our original albums where we try to emulate Blink-182. But if we do a bunch of old, if we do a covers album, they could have done this with a covers album or like a special EP or like but they did it with a christmas album they were like we have we're doing a novelty record a christmas album this is our one chance to like deliberately sound like blink 182 now why do they do it i personally think it's because they were being compared to blink 182 all the time so they were like hey we'll sound as much like them as possible 
So when people say you sound just like Blink-182, you'd be like, no, did you listen to our Christmas album? That sounds like Blink-182. Did you listen to our first three albums? Those don't. That's just a theory as I'm sitting here drinking my hot toddy while I'm technically (laughs) supposed to be working from home. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's 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 a good theory. Yeah. It's a theory. Or my other theory is that maybe, you know how sometimes you have ideas for things that you aren't really able to pull off? Right. Because they're ideas that other bands or other artists would have to do. You know what I mean? Like, you think to yourself. They're, they're outside your capabilities. Right. Or they're specific to something that you're a fandom of. Like, I have, like, Ninja Turtles ideas. Of, like, <laughs> I can never do those because right. I don't work for Nickelodeon, so right. I can't write those Ninja Turtle ideas. Right. Or if, if anybody at Nickelodeon is listening, hire Danny. Right. He's oh, got ideas. Or I have this idea. Yes, you should. But or I have this idea like I think MXPX should do an on the cover three. And I think it should be all covers of bands that they're friends with or contemporaries to. Oh, that'd that's, be cool. that's what I that's what I wish they would do. But I have no control over MXPX. So I can only wish that that would happen, you know? So my other theory of why these songs sound like Blink-182 is that maybe Reliant K had that idea. They were like, oh, it'd be cool if Blink-182 did a Christmas album. They technically did one Christmas song, but it's like a joke Blink-182 song. Like, you know, you end up in jail at the end and there's a guy named Bubba there or whatever. Like those kind of Blink-182 jokes in this Christmas song that they did. But they were like, what if Matt Thiessen was like, oh, it'd be cool to hear Blink-182 do traditional Christmas songs, but they're not going to do it. So we'll do it and we'll make it sound like them. I stopped paying attention to you a little bit. I was just thinking about what an MXPX cover of Addicted by Simple Plan would sound like. They could, they could, that could be one they'd end up doing. They're friends with. I know. That's why, that's why I thought about it. They don't have to worry about how it's like a phony swear. I'm a dick. They don't have to worry about that now because they swear for real now. Yeah. Does this isn't plan- an MXPX podcast. No, though. does Simple Plan swear? Do you know enough of their music? You probably just know. Yeah, they do, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't go deep enough with Simple Plan for you. I saw them with Reliant <laughs> K. <laughs> Thank you very much. And good Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I want a girl in my bed who knows what to do. A PlayStation 2. I feel like he probably swears at some point in, in the Christmas uh, Simple Plan song. I don't remember, though. I want a PlayStation 2. <laughs> we have one. <laughs> we do. And like the, the 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 fact that they're trying to sound like Blink-22 in this album, last I have to say about Blink-22 in this, is undeniable with the fact that there's the Travis Barker drums. Because Dave Douglas is it's a not very... His style. It's not his style. So he's clearly purposefully trying to emulate a certain thing that they're trying to achieve. For sure. You know what I mean? Like the guitar tone. Oh, by the way, and Daniel, you can see my socks, just said he loves the guitar tone on this album. Around this song specifically, at least. And so I was like, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, it sounds good. <laughs> but <you didn't... laughs> yep, sounds great. <laughs> so I wonder if it's like, it's like, so Dave Douglas was able to perfectly emulate the Travis Barker dishwasher sound, but maybe the guitar tone in this, which sounds great, it sounds really fun, that is Reliant K trying to emulate a Blink-182 guitar tone that they couldn't fully do. I don't know. Does it sound like a... I don't know enough about Blink-182. It doesn't Does it sound, sound like, like it to it? me. No, okay. There's a very particular tone that Tom DeLonge really has. Like, when... You know what's funny? is like, Green Day is a band that can be perfectly emulated by other Man, bands. David Park is going to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
Green Day is a band that can be like easily emulated, I feel like. Like just perfectly emulated. Like anyone can if you want to sound exactly like Green Day. There's a fake there was a fake Green Day album that got released uh virally before their last crappy album came out. I was gonna say, was it better than that one? Yeah, I think it was better than that one. <laughs> but Blink One Eight Two, like you can't really emulate them perfectly. Like when you see in and for better or for worse, there's other bands that's similar to this, it's like Limp Biscuit. Like no other <laughs> Like, there's so many rap rock bands. I don't even like Limp Bizkit. I'm just saying, like, there's certain bands that, like, they're in the same genre, and you think that genre is really simple and dumb, but a band like Blink-182 or a band like Limp Bizkit, they find a very specific tone in their music that other bands can't really emulate. You know what I mean? And I don't really give a crap if no one can emulate <laughs> Limp Bizkit. But, like, if, if, if I've wanted to listen to a band that sounds like Blink-182, like, what do you have? You have, like all-time low and like maybe phoenix tx is the closer to someone actually sounding like blink 22 but they don't really sound like blink 22 crazy anyway. town does crazy town sound like uh Limp Bizkit? Limp Bizkit? no <laughs> i just know that one the butterfly sugar babies i believe everything i i everything i might know about Limp Bizkit has to do with that guitarist that left oh by the, the way of their time which i don't know dashboard confessional oh yeah i know the dashboard confessional song off of the spider-man soundtrack the first Tobey Maguire one. Well, congratulations. You are totally vindicated <laughs> in not knowing enough Dashboard Confessional last week. Hands down, you are vindicated. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this uh, particular song before we move into deep dive stuff? Because um, it's great. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just, it's a great jam. I a, like it way yeah. better than any other version of this song. And you know what's fun about that that dishwasher drumming thing is it gives it a little beacon, a little um, like a little lighthouse on its in the song that makes you know if someone is covering this particular version. Right. You know what I mean? Because one thing we've had a problem with, well, I've had a problem with is when I go on YouTube and I look for covers of these traditional Christmas songs, Reliant K has put a little extra something in all of these traditional songs so i can tell when it's a cover so like um i can't remember the songs we've done already but 12 days of christmas like obviously the the original lyrics in that what's a partridge what's a pear tree if i don't hear those lyrics i'm like well this is just a ver this is just a pop punk version of the song but then if i hear them sing what's a partridge what's a pear tree i'm like oh this is a cover of the reliant k version so in this version it's that dishwasher drumming which if you hear that, you're like, okay, this person is specifically trying to copy the Reliant K version. Because I did find a couple of like garage pop punk bands, like teenager groups doing covers of this. But then I would go forward to the middle of the song and listen for that dishwasher mm-hmm. drumming. And if they didn't do it, I'm like, this is just them doing that song. But I did find a couple of bands that did the dishwasher drumming. And I'm like, okay, they're copying Reliant K. We'll take a break and be right back. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Tee Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more. Just in time for Halloween, 
or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our little Sheep Boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy E. Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, and Michael. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. (laughs) Do you know what I just realized? That this podcast next comes out on my birthday. So next week, that episode comes out on my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. How old are you going to (laughs) be? Still younger than you. Uh, So we have more Christmas light displays set to the song. Um, Then we have Spin Diddy. Who did it best? And they ranked Reliant K's version at number nine and said, this vigorous rock version demonstrates that a Christmas song doesn't have to be choir-based and slow to send it on up to the big guy in the sky. Reliant K is a Christian alternative rock band with a history of crossover appeal in pop and rock markets. Boisterous and fun, their version of Angels We Have Heard on High is heavy on electric guitar, although the rapid-fire pace does make me wonder why are they in such a hurry. They clock in it under two minutes, whereas most versions take three to five minutes. That's two minutes, perfect amount of time. Uh, They unnecessarily race through this solemn song, although they do so with enthusiasm. Traditionalists won't enjoy Reliant K's creativity here, but hey, at least they took a chance and did something totally unexpected with this Christmas song. Um, They rated, like, the highest as being, like, traditional versions of the song and, like, Josh Groban and Pentatonics or whatever that they're called, the acapella people. Okay. Is there ska capella? I feel like we've talked about that before. I'm sure people have done acapella (laughs) versions of ska songs. (laughs) Creativepastors.com. So, (laughs) I I, had no idea. (laughs) That seems like, like, I feel like if you're going to be a pastor, you should be expected to be creative. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you should be just so completely dry and devoid of all wit and humor and creativity that you should have... Even if if you're boring and dry, you should at least have some creativity. To teach a Bible lesson, you have to extrapolate lessons out of the scripture. You have to make up stories and stuff to go along with it, you know, parables and stuff. So I had no idea, but it makes perfect sense that there is a prep burger for ministry. Okay. For $20, you can get these rockin' sing-along graphics for your church. And what this is, is you know how they- Prep burger, by the way, I don't think everyone knows- Prep Burger is the service where if you're a radio station, they just like send you pre-made bumpers and pre-made games to play and like skits on the radio, like little skits you can play and like, yeah. So if you live in one place and you're like, oh, this is, you know, my morning, my regular old morning zoo radio has this bit or whatever that they do every week. And then and you, you move or you go on vacation and you're like, hey, they do the same thing in this completely other place. because they have a Prep Burger company that they get these bits from. So... I'll play it for you. Oh, they they do this beeping so that you can match it up. Oh. But look at this. It's like you just, it's so groovy. 
Right. So rockin'. And it's like how they put the uh, the lyrics up on the screen behind oh, okay. you when you're when you're singing in church. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, They're using the ACDC font. Yeah, a little freaky. It L- is. A little bit freaky, like <laughs> very symmetrical it's lines. It's very psychedelic. Very psychedelic dancing lines. This kind of reminds me of while I was doing searches for Angels We Have Heard on High, I saw some stuff about biblically correct angels. And oh, it's wow. some freaky stuff. It's like, you know, like they t- they like because angels are seen as like a guy with wings or a lady with wings and a trumpet. But like, if you look up biblically correct angels, they're like interdimensional rings folded in on each other, covered in eyes. Whoa, what? <laughs> what? I was like, that's weird. And there's that's this, some D and D stuff right there. I know, but yeah, it's it's pretty pretty funny. Like I had I had not really heard of that, it, but then it made something make sense. There's an anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> it's probably one of the most well known animes. Like people who don't even like anime as a genre have definitely lots of people have watched this one anime. And it's like supposed to be. You think it's just a giant monster versus giant robot anime, but it gets all like, like weird and uh, spiritual by the end in like these very odd ways of like a, you know a Japanese creator through the lens of like, like um, Judaism and Christianity and all this kind of weird stuff. And the monsters are called angels, but they're these really freaky looking monsters with like mm-hmm. these freaky covered in eyes and like really strange designs. I was like, why are they called angels? Well, like now I get it. Like someone looked up like a real biblical, you know, the guy who wow. made Neon Genesis Evangelion looked up like what angels are really supposed to look like and was like, I'm going to make monsters based on those freaky ass designs. So you're saying that like hovering above above the stable, just a little bit above the manger, was like a beholder. <laughs> right. Basically, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We have a sh- a very short blurb from the Jesuit post about this about this song. Which look at this, look at this. I love this little cartoon at the top for their banner. <laughs> All these like ministers that are oh, like I real think hip, like, through time being real hip. I think it's like a thing through time, like because in the first oh, one, yeah. he's like a monk, he's like a Jesuit priest with like a quill, and then in the next one, you have like, I guess he's got like an ink an inkwell pen. So I yeah. guess that might be like the early. And then you got a guy with a typewriter. You got a guy with a typewriter, and then you got a guy with headphones and a and an Apple laptop. It's good stuff. Uh, it says, "I love this version of the old classic. First of all, because it rocks, but also because it just seems to explode with joy. Like they just can't keep the good news to themselves, and good news is capitalized, as it should be. I'm almost out of drink." <laughs> Bring me another cup of wassail. <laughs> then we've got the Donner Party Mountain Runners has this on their <laughs> December playlist from 2019. Okay. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> we have a quiz. See, Wendy, he knows all about that stuff. He saw it on the TV. <laughs> It's my favorite Christmas movie, <laughs> The Shining. This podcast should be called Danny Does Impressions all throughout the episode. <laughs> Except my toad is awful. <laughs> They're all awful. 
So from funtrivia.com. But I mean, my toad disappointed me. You know what I mean? Like, I know my Bing Crosby is bad. I know I never tried to do a Jack Nicholson until now, but I know they're bad. But like, my toad even disappointed me. Have we talked about how you used to make, you made that Facebook group oh, yeah. with the Watchmen When Toad says, help me, I say no. That's, that's real, yeah. And it didn't go anywhere, but when I used to play Mario, New Mario Brothers on the original Wii, you get these missions where you could save Toad and this level you already did, and I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> so, funtrivia.com. Relan K, deck the halls, bruise your hand. 10 question trivia quiz by Moog36. I know that a lot of you have probably never heard this CD since it is no longer available, but this quiz is of the lyrics from Reliant K's album, Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hand. Average score for this quiz is six out of 10 and the difficulty is average. Well, if you only are getting six out of 10, that sounds a little more difficult than average. And it has been played 330 times. So, Danny, which of these Christmas songs is not on the CD? Angels We Have Heard on High, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Deck the Halls, The First Noel. The First Noel. Two, which song was performed by Matthew Tyson and the Earthquakes, Silent Night, Slash Away in a Manger, yep. 12 Days of Christmas, yep. I Hate Christmas Parties, nope. Angels We Have Heard on High. Yep. I Hate Christmas Parties. Which song has the lyrics... Unless something drastic happens fast, say hello to the ghost of Christmas past. Santa Claus is thumb into town. I hate Christmas parties. I celebrate the day. Handles Messiah. I forgot the question. Repeat those lyrics. I know those lyrics, but I couldn't quite get it. Unless something drastic happens fast, say hello to the ghost of Christmas past. Santa Claus is thumb into town. Which song was not written by Matt T? This is kind of an easy one. Old Lang Syne, Santa Claus is thumb into town. I celebrate the day. I hate Christmas parties. Old Lang Syne. Except that they have the little the little intro or outro or whatever in it where he and Hoops do have their own little little version. So well, technically they did add their own lyrics you mean in their at li- some point. You mean the little uh, yeah. recitation? The yeah. The little like, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian was in the original version, though. Oh, that's true. Yep. Which of these is not a line of the song, I Hate Christmas Parties? I don't want to talk. I'm sick of all this talking. I can't figure it out. Is this what Christmas is all about? But I can bet those are terrible Christmas gifts to get. I look under the tree, but there's nothing to see. Number one, I actually don't know this. I don't listen to this song enough. I would think it's, but I can bet those are terrible gifts to get because that's from 12 days of christmas i gotta be yeah i don't think i'm gonna i just go for the first one i don't think i'm gonna get this one right i literally have to guess so i'm telling you i'm pretty sure it's three which Uh is from 12 days of christmas i don't know for sure what i'm saying is i don't know the answer (laughs) so you want me to pick the first one which is the one you think is correct i I don't want to talk i'm sick of all this talking i don't listen to this song enough so i don't know i hate christmas parties you have jingle bells (laughs) and i hate christmas parties it's about hating christmas parties where you have to talk to people i get it i know Sorry, I'm becoming belligerent because what six? I drank my hot toddy. What year did Deck the Halls Bruise Your Fist come out? Does it say fist? Yes. 
It should be hand. It should be hand. They got a... <laughs> 2002, 2001, 2003, 2003. 2003. Yes. In seven, in 12 days of Christmas, what words are replaced by ooh, ee, ooh, ah? I... Tried to get the spelling as best I could. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, ting, yeah. wah, wah, bing, bang. Four calling birds, five golden rings, two turtle doves, eight maids of milk. Uh, five, five, five golden rings. There's a ooh, ee, ooh, ah, they remove. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Eight. What two songs are put together into one? Handel's Messiah and Angels We Have Heard on High. Silent Night and Angels We Have Heard on High. Silent Night and Away in the Manger. Silent Night and Away in the Manger. Yeah, Angels We Have Heard on High and Away in the Manger. Nine. Which of these lines is from We Wish You a Merry Christmas? We Wish You a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Very much to his disliking, Santa spent all night hitchhiking. Nope. So we drive as fast as we can go through the black night, black ice, and the snow. I think that's it. That is it. Yeah. And I celebrate the day that you were born to die <laughs> Wait, so it. I could one day pray for you to save my life. For the Lord God omnipotent omnip, omnipotent reigneth. It's the one about black eyes. Ten. What color is the cover of the 2004 re-release of Deck the Halls Bruise Your Hand? Red, oh. green, blue, white. It's the same, I think. I would think it would be red, which red. is... I didn't yeah. know that there is a... T- I didn't either. I mean, okay, this is news to me. I could cheat and go to Discogs, but to be fair, I never knew... I always thought that... While you do that, we're going to lock in it red then. We're going to... Let's just say it's red, yeah. I mean, if they were going to change the color, you'd think it would be green because And you Christmas. think I would have seen it before. Yeah. Because from my understanding... Because I know I got my copy of Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands... When I bought a second copy of... We got 10 out of 10. So the answer was red. Okay. Because, yeah, we talked about this last year, but I think... Ooh, should we post this to Facebook? Hey, (laughs) we know Reliant K. Um, We talked about this last year, and we weren't sure about it. And I think it might have been Daniel or someone that helped us figure it out. If if it wasn't Daniel, if it was someone else, I apologize. But I think it was... Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands was originally a bonus CD... With a reissue, with the 2004 reissue mm. of Two Lefts. Right. Whereas the first run of Two Lefts had the four covers. The first release of the sort of taupe, white, grayish cover, where all the cars are in the dump. Yeah. That was released in 2004. That's not the gold release, but it's like the, it's been a year, here's a single version of the cover now, packed with the Christmas album. It's been a year. Filled with problems, but now you're here almost as if to solve them. Yes. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, this is not Patreon. <laughs> I'm not like really drunk. I just rushed that. I just drank too much of this too quickly. I'll sober very quickly, but I'm just kind of lightheaded. I'm lightheaded right now. I'm bizzed at the time. <laughs> Shout out Johnny, right? Yeah. So, um... I'm going to take away all these things. Danny has so much stuff he's playing with on the table. (laughs) That was it for my deep dive. I did come up with, I found a live journal, but it was just listing the the songs on the album. And I was like, that's a bummer. I thought we'd go into more because I was excited when I saw a live journal. But yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. 
Um, <laughs> so let's talk about now that one person who was like, why is this band in such a rush? Right. Like, I can't believe it's a rockin' version of the song. Well, there's, of course, millions of covers of this song, and, and we're not going to talk about most any of them. But for the... <laughs> I wrote down three, and I think we're only really going to talk about two of them because they kind of fall in the punk or Christian rock thing. Uh, this one is not... This one is not Christian rock. <laughs> I'm vamping because I'm trying to get the clip because I didn't save it to my notes. So here is here is not Christian rock. It's quite the opposite. It's 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 Satan rock. It's well, it's the bad religion. Oh. It's not the good religion. It's the bad religion. Nice. This is bad religion's version of angels we have heard on high. Is it like demons we have heard on low? <laughs> well, they're they're not. Bad religion isn't like that. That would that be the Metallica version? I don't know. <laughs> Something about that sounds like we're about to ship out to Boston. Well, I was just about to say, because I was like, oh, I didn't have a comeback for your joke about demons we have heard on low. <laughs> and I was going to come back and be like, no, this is like pirates we have heard on seas. Because <laughs> Bad Religion is always referred to as like the pirate shanty uh, uh, punk band. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> That's okay. I haven't ever really listened to the, the uh, Bad Religion Christmas album. Don't really listen to anyone's Christmas album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, except for Reliant K and MXPX. As established last Christmas, Danny yeah. does not really like Christmas music. That's right. We haven't talked about this, that this year, but I don't really like Christmas music. So I only like a Christmas song if it severely changes the tone of it. So I like this version because it's a fun pop mm-hmm. punk song. But I, yeah. And I like Christmas Day by MXPX because it's a fun pop punk song. And I like some ska Christmas songs, but yeah. Christmas songs are like dark nostalgia to me. That's what I would refer to them as. Um, the next thing, so also Sanctus Real did one, and they're a Christian band, but like a bunch of Christian bands have done that. But just by searching Reliant K, Angels We Have Heard on High, the Sanctus Real version came up. Danny, is there, is, is, there a, is there a face in the Christmas tree? Did something happen to you so you have the Christmas <laughs> yes. blues? <laughs> yes. That's what happened. Um Maybe I would have a better time if I'd heard this Family Force 5 version. (laughs) Here's Family Force 5's version of Angels We Have Heard on High. This is more on the, like, LMFAO kind of version of... So, uh, before we play this, like, Family Force 5, I really liked their first album. I didn't follow with them, like... Because the thing is, like... And Jessica and I saw them together at Cornerstone, Florida in 2006. Or 5, I don't remember which one. I like them. I think them. it was six. They played Soulfest in 2005. And I swear, like, they were, they came off as really heavy when they played. But, like, their album, it, and it's a classic thing. Like, speaking of Metallica and some other bands that are, like, known for having really heavy shows, 
like even like Five Iron Frenzy. Five Iron Frenzy. That's how Jessica felt. I saw Jessica saw Five Iron Frenzy live first. I took her to those, and when she went back and listened to their albums, they're like, "This isn't as heavy as their album." Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't like the recorded versions of this. I like them live better. So, like Family Force Five will always have a place in my heart when I saw them live in those early years because. John and my friend Johnny and I even talked to them afterwards and they said at the time this is funny in a conversation to us that their two biggest influences at that point were Rage Against the Machine and Duran Duran that sounds insane yeah. but when you think of early Family Force 5 right. that makes total sense yeah it does because they have that heavy funk rap rock sound speaking of Limp Bizkit <laughs> they have that heavy like new metal-ish thing. They're not really a new metal band, but they have that heavy thing, along with the colorful, bright goofiness that you associate with Family Force 5. Then later on, they became, like, more, even more nerdy, like, hip-hop and LMFAO, like, party rock sort of stuff. Anyway, the point is, I like Family Force 5. I like their first album better. Classic, classic criticism. I like their first album better. But maybe I would love Christmas music if I had heard this version of Angels We Have Heard on High that they did. I ran to the bathroom during that song. Wow. <laughs> I heard Jessica pause to laugh <laughs> from the bathroom. So what'd you think of that? Wow. Yeah, that's that's middle middle <laughs> career uh, Family Force 5. But I can see their need. Like, I can see why they went that route. I don't know. Sure. I haven't listened to their later albums to really know what their whole sound is became like later on but when i think of their first album and how heavy and goofy and fun it was and then when i think of them as getting a little lighter like i'm thinking like yeah they're probably appealing more to the main stage christian festivals i could be totally wrong you know what i started listening to was dangers of christian rock or something like that it's another podcast they reached out to us to say hi and i'm like i'm gonna ask them they review a different christian band every week and i think they're t- they're they're show title their show name is like in reference to the dangers of rock like saying watch out for rock and roll that's going to influence your kids so they call it the dangers of christian rock anyway i'm going to request that they do a family force five episode so i can learn a little (laughs) bit more about them anyway so yeah i didn't come across the six pence version by searching relying k Angels We Have Heard on High. I actually found out about it because of that that one where they listed, uh, they put Reliant K at number nine, I think it was, gotcha. of the uh, the covers of this song. And I think Sixpence on the Richer was at like I don't know, seven or something. Right. But I did find the Sanctus Real version, and I think we can skip that. So here's, so we'll get into covers. Here's a full band cover with no vocals that I found. This is on YouTube, <laughs> uploaded by 
Rosemary Williams, I think this is like the mom or something of one of these kids. Nice. Like, look at the picture. It's like so clearly a mom. And uh, yeah, and these are like 12-year-old boys. Oh, yeah. On a church stage. Yeah. Oh, I bet they like just graduated from School of Rock. Adorable. It could be a School of Rock situation. This was uploaded nine years ago. And this... Oh, okay. It was... I love the name of this. It's like, this is the... It says, Non-Toxic Teen Center. <laughs> That's the... Nice. So you've got like a non-denominational sort of... Maybe, like safe yeah. place for yeah. kids to go. Hey, it's non-toxic. That's yeah. good. The sixth annual Christmas party, Sunday, December 19th, 2010. Preston, Nate, and Joel pay homage to Reliant K in this fun version of the classic Christmas song. So they don't do the dishwasher drums, but it said it said it's based on Reliant K. So I was like, so I put this one in the list. It's great. It's good yeah. stuff. Nice kids, non non, non nice non toxic kids. <laughs> Unlike that movie, The Children, which are literally toxic kids. Here is a full. So here was like a Sunday morning, like welcome to church, welcome to. Hey everyone, thanks for coming. Put your 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 canned goods by the door. And uh, come on in, take off your coats, start getting, ha- you know, take start, off your pants and jacket, <laughs> take off your pants and jacket to, to welcome to church. <laughs> April, April's very upset to say, take off your pants and jacket at the beginning of church service. Hey, okay. This is uploaded by Fairview Presbyterian. I don't have a date because it's on SoundCloud. Here we go. <laughs> The guitar tone at the beginning of this, I know you wouldn't know this, but it sounds like uh, no effects, a particular no Oh, I felt like we were listening the to The Runaways for a second. Cause, we're just doing it for the cause. It sounds like doing it for the cause by no effects. What did you say just now? It sounds like The Runaways. Oh, It sounded like a girl like shouted across something at the beginning. Right. Gonna sing some well known Christmas carols together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. So I guess we're 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 starting off with the covers that don't sound like Reliant K's version, Uh but are labeled Reliant K cover. Because I don't think this one does the dishwasher drums, and she's doing this bravado that right. is not Reliant K based, <laughs> but it's still a fun cover. It's you fun. sure that's not that's not your favorite theatrical piece in there, Danny? I'm pretty sure. Oh, 
What do you think of that? Good stuff. They're from North Augusta. Oh, nice. Okay. And we're, we can stick with the church theme. Then I think we get more specifically into Reliant K territory with... Um, oh, and I didn't find any live, cover, uh, live Reliant K versions of this. Um, but here is Rocker... Rocker girl for Jesus. Nice. But the word girl doesn't have an I in it. So it's rocker girl for Jesus. Ten years ago, uploaded Angels We Have Heard on High Medley. That's right. And this is like, I don't know if this is like a pageant. Oh, wait, it says right here. Our annual school and voice instruments Christmas recital. And I performed this medley of three Christmas songs. Angels We Have Heard on High. That's odd. Wait. Okay. Sorry. It says, Angels We Have Heard on High, Carol of the Bells, and Don't Save It All for Christmas Day. Um, It was so much fun to do. But I got thrown off because she says, I performed this medley of three Christmas songs. But then the list says, Angels We Have Heard on High Traditional, Angels We Have Heard on High Reliant K, Carol of the Bells, August Burns Red, and Don't Save It All for Christmas Avalon. So Mm -hmm. she like credited Reliant K and their traditional version. Gotcha. And this is like a girl-fronted rock group. Nice. Accompanying me is my brother Adam on the drums, my friends Alina on piano, and Diana on bass. And I will be performing an original medley that I created um, that we're just calling Into Super on High. Um, the medley, which is three songs that I just put together. And I hope you guys like it, just, you know, talking about Jesus and Christmas and how, you know, he's the reason for the season. And we're glad about that. So, yeah, here it is. Oh, I don't like your your loud music. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't like this. realized I didn't talk about the history of the song. <laughs> you skipped your whole part. I skipped it. Well, let's listen to, before we get to that, let's listen to Rocker Girl for Jesus's brother do the Travis Barker drums. And nice. then we'll go backwards and talk about the history of the song. So there's that. Now he didn't do the full Travis Barker dishwasher. He forgot to hit the cymbals. Yeah, he's and like I said, we have a lot of drum covers, and we're probably not going to play any. But you could see who like went for the cymbals during the dishwasher part and who didn't. So let's hear. Let's go. Let's take a step backwards and hear a little bit of the history of this song. Sorry about that. I knew the beginning part went too quickly, quickly. for a Christmas episode. 
Angels We Have Heard on High is a Christmas carol to the hymn tune Gloria from a traditional French song of unknown origins called, and I only took one year of French, my first year of middle school, so please forgive me, Les Agnes Dans Nos Campagnes. Les Anges Dans Nos Campagnes. With English lyrics that were translated by James Chadwick. Chadwick's lyrics are derived and inspired and in part a loose translation from the French original. The song's subject is the birth of Jesus Christ as narrated in the Gospel of Luke, specifically the scene in which shepherds outside Bethlehem encounter a multitude of angels singing and praising the newborn child. They were giant rings covered in eyes going, Oh... So Angels We Have Heard on High is generally sung to the hymn tune Gloria, a traditional French carol, uh, as arranged by Christian Edward Shippen Barnes. Its most memorable feature is its chorus, Gloria, in Excelsis Deo, where the O of Gloria is fluidly sustained through 18 notes of rising and falling melismatic melodic sequence. In England, the words of James Montgomery's Angels from the Realms of Glory are usually sung to this tune with the Gloria in Excelsis Deo refrain text replacing Montgomery's. It is from this usage that the tune sometimes is known as Iris, the name of Montgomery's newspaper. In 2010-2011, the U.S. digital holiday digital songs for Billboard this peaked at 21. I guess just the traditional version of the song. Okay. <laughs> it's nice to see some classic artists still able to <laughs> have their time in the sun. Uh, over on GodTube, they're, they go into a little bit more depth uh, about the song, stating Chadwick's lyrics contrast from the original French version, including a new song title, and are considered an original work attributed wholly to him. Chadwick did not specifically translate the lyrics, but drafted a new set of lyrics that approximately reflected the theme of the original French song. Well, what I'm learning is the history of this song is kind of boring. It's like, hey, we wrote a song. Here it is. At least this one isn't shrouded in mystery like some of the other ones right. where they're like, well, we're not really <laughs> sure who wrote this. Could have been this, could have been that, could have, you know, been this other dude or well, like a German scholar. We don't really know. What was that one where they were like, this might have been written by Martin Luther? The refer, oh, the yeah. refer, 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 I can't say that. I almost said silver balls, but that's not it. Um, yeah. Uh, was it 12 Days of Christmas? No, no, no. That's no. too modern. It, it was something that was... Then we thought about it and we're like, this... It's just subtly too modern. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was Deck the Halls. We what wish you we a Merry done? Christmas. It could have been We Wish You a Merry Christmas. It might have been We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Yeah. There was one where like they claimed it was written by... Mar- like One group of people thought this might have been written by Martin Luther. And then we looked into it and he died in like whatever, 17 something. And we're like... How did he know about Sega or whatever his reference? Sega. <laughs> I'm being facetious. You have to go back. How and did he know about PlayStation Two? Exactly. Well, he did write. He see, Martin Luther did, in fact, write for Simple Plan. He was a member of Reset. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Anyway, um, thank you for explaining how Angels We Were Heard on High was written. 
don't know. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So let's go back to covers. And now we'll feel forever changed because here is the band Forever Changed. Nice. Covering this song. They are like a... It's like another youth group type band. Like a band like playing in a youth group for their friends or something. Oh, and they're like, go to myspace.com slash forever change. Oh, it's forever charged. Forever yeah. charged. Oh, I feel, oh, disambiguation. I feel bad. This band from 2010 was called Forever Charged. They were like, go to our myspace.com slash forever charged. Like, I hope your songs weren't only uploaded to MySpace. Was Energizer Bunny already taken? <laughs> Probably. Because if they're forever charged, they I, keep going, going, going. I get it. I get it. I just don't know how to, what else to say to that. Okay, they also did do the dishwasher drums. It sounded like a little. There was a little. He was kind of like. It's almost like it's like when you think you're singing along and then you're just singing like this. You're singing, you know what I mean? Like you don't really want to, or you want to put your hands up and praise, but you really just have them down here. It's like he tried to do the drumming, but he didn't really. He just, yeah. But here's one. I can't believe we missed this last year because it's pretty cool. There's a Japanese band. This is uploaded nice. by Drum WU, and I guess that the uh, no wait, the band name is not listed, or if it is, it's oh Lucky Street. Well, I don't know if Lucky Street is the name of the band or if that's the name of the venue because the only words in English on this description are well the word 2014, which is not English or Japanese, and then the words in band Lucky Street, which makes me think the band could be. Lucky Street, or they could be the band that is playing at Lucky Street. This is a cover of Angels We Have Heard on High from three years ago. This is great because, you know, those first couple of covers where the teenagers, like, I definitely have seen those type of, like, 12-year-olds right. in a band, but they're very uh, sheltered by their parents and they're <laughs> right. only allowed to play at certain types of, like, church or youth group events and stuff. I've seen that sort of thing. So there's this, like, slight 
tinge of artifice because they don't actually have real life being in a band <laughs> experience. This but is then great, this, though. This is a totally different energy. This is an energy I'm also familiar with, with, like, local bands in probably something that's barely a venue. Right. And, like, being teenagers and, like, the lighting is, like, effed up because, like, this place isn't really meant to put on punk shows or right. they're putting on punk shows in, like, a pizza parlor or a church <laughs> basement or something. And But they're, like, real bands and they're wearing their hoodies and they, like got their time they got their merch table pretty much set up right next to the stage and stuff i went to so many shows like this as well so this is great and the reason i said i wish i had seen this last year is because they do a cover in the same video of we wish you a merry christmas and that's a song we've already done oh nice so let's hear a little bit of their cover from that since we missed it last year this reminds me of i went to i saw one like japanese street punk band in boston in a similar situation to this where they were playing in a bar but it wasn't a bar that like had a stage so they like made a stage in the corner or if the stage existed it was probably just meant for like small bands like irish bands and acoustic things or something because mm-hmm. uh, there was no dance floor in this bar for sure and it was in cambridge it wasn't in boston and they were a japanese street punk band and they were playing with a band who I was barely friends with, one of the members of the band. Like, I worked at Target with him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll go check out your band and I'll get to see a Japanese band as well. That'll be cool. And then there was a third band there who was, like, actually the band, I guess, the American band that was taking them around the country or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my friend's local band was only playing that show. Mm-hmm. But these two bands that were touring, one was Japanese and one was some other band who I have no idea who they were anymore. When they got to the club and I was there early, when I got to the bar and I was there early, one of the guy, one of the guys in the American band that was on this tour ran over to the pizza place and grabbed like a big pizza pie and he brought it up to the band who had already, the Japanese band who had already set up their merch table. And he's like, hey guys, look. And he lifted up the pizza and they all went, ah, <laughs> they were all like super excited <laughs> Japanese people to be about to eat an American pizza. Nice. I was like, I thought they were worried that it was going to spill out like on their merch. No, they were like, yay. Like they were like pizza, <laughs> American pizza. Cause I know Japanese people love pizza, but I also hear that like, you know, Japanese diet does not include, include dairy. So right, I don't know what Japanese right. pizza really constitutes. I don't know what, what it's made out of. Anyway, I just thought that was fun. I was like, hey, we're all going to have a pizza. I didn't get any pizza because I was just there as a friend of (laughs) the opening band. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So, yeah, that's it for covers. And then we have a few, uh, you know, fun little fan. uh, A few little fan things. Um, My notes are going crazy. My app is going nutty and i my the, <laughs> the links are getting deleted like it's slipping all over the place bless you thank you 
So here's just a really... This is uploaded by Eric Flores 99, 12 years ago. Uploaded this video where, like, this young kid straps a guitar on himself in the front yard. And then he, like... I don't think he knows how to play the guitar. But then he just pantomimes that he's the one rocking out to the song while it plays in the background. It's, and they didn't even edit the song in over. It's just, like, nice. in... in in the yard with them and the camera goes crazy (laughs) and it's one of those early dv cameras so it's every time you're you're the lightest click of your finger you hear it in the microphone but crazy chaotic They, they were like trying to make some sort of like super chaotic music video pretty amazing i love that it's just it's strapped around his neck not like slung properly Right. And I just realized this is some sort of Spanish or Portuguese country because I cannot identify the language in the description, mm. but it's either, it's either Port- Portuguese or Spanish. Um. <laughs> he just gave this look. This little kid just gave this look to the camera like, yeah! <laughs> this, kid, this kid could be like nine. He's very young. It's funny. And he has the strap around his... He has the strap just around his neck. You just said that? Jessica just said that. It's hilarious. Anyway, I feel like that's probably their brother's guitar and he's going to yeah. get in trouble if they <laughs> yeah, totally. get caught later for having taken it in the yard. Um, then there's like a family did a thing, like a Christmas card, like a, a YouTube Christmas card oh, to send to people. And it's just them like setting up, trimming their tree nice. in, st- in um, stop, not stop motion. What do you call that? When you run the camera while you go time lapse time lapse i cannot think of i i could never think of the word time lapse (laughs) that's just a phrase that just was not in my head at that moment um a lot there's a youth group fmv where it's just like people running around in a youth group center and i kind of forget how like especially like a church that also has a school attached so they might have two buildings they might have their traditional church building but then they also have their school building, which is like built for the cheapest possible materials. So it looks like it looks like an office building, but all the doors and the trimming are residential doors and trimming. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it's not built like an office place or like a school place. Right. It's it was built like the hallways of an office, <laughs> but it's all residential doors and trimming. It's in that kind of weird energy. Let's see, that's uploaded by so this is the OCUMC Youth Christmas 2011, uploaded by KP here WTS, and it's just a bunch of very mid 2000s looking kids <laughs> rocking out and having a good time, doing rockets kicks and air guitar, air guitar, fun stuff yeah nice head banging see it looks like somebody's basement but it's (laughs) a church and this looks like the foyer to a house (laughs) but it's the foyer to their like their classroom building and then they move on to what i assume is the actual church because it's all um brick right and very old like 70s and 60s looking walls and stuff yeah and they've got the christmas trees set up yeah but just makes me think if there's like construction 
crews out there all across the country and it's like oh yeah, we need like a school building we need like an office building and they're like okay well it'll and i was like let me stop you there it's for a chris it's for a born again <laughs> christian church it's like oh then you want the weirdest choices indoors you want everything to sort of mismatch between industrial and office and residential um there's a couple of sign language music videos. We're not going to watch them, but yeah, I found all the house li- house lighting shows. I found all the drum covers. There's one girl among one, two, three, four, five, Any six, seven, core? eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, oh, thirteen. Wow. Thirteen drum covers. One is female. I did not find a nightcore version. I apologize. We'll plug that in at the end. I'll put my own <laughs> nightcore version nice. in at the end instead of our usual outro music. Right on. Um. And then this very, very cursed puppet show. So we have two things left. It's cursed because... It's a puppet show? It's a puppet show. Oh, wow. Oh. In a very traditional looking church with like, you know, a cross on top. And they have those like flags on the wall. Like this is a very traditional looking church. They're doing puppets. It's heavily compressed. Heavily, heavily compressed. Very Very, badly lit. Yeah, very yellow. it's, It's... if you watch this video at midnight, the puppets <laughs> control the humans. 100%. And they're not like behind a wall. They're just standing in the middle of the the stage and holding up their puppets mouthing to the song. And they're very Christian looking puppets. They're that weird like curly hair. Like right. we they're found those- those very standard people puppets. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to describe those. The mo- those generic people puppets. Right. So last, lastly, we have... This is uploaded by Brian Maloney six years ago. Uploaded Angels We Have Heard on High. And the only way I can describe this, and this is a well-shot HD video, but the only way I can describe this is this is like a happy hands ministry that went out to the shopping mall to like get people to check them out, to perform for people who are having a tough time with their Christmas shopping. They're all wearing the same like purple purple shirt, collared shirt, purple collared shirt. And they're all doing like a dance. It's not sign language. I found a couple sign language videos. There might be some sign language signs mixed in, but it is a dance because there's other parts where they're not clearly doing dance moves. Yeah, that's not a sign. It's it's slightly more upbeat than Napoleon Dynamite. Right. But yeah, it is a. They're all so yeah. They're all wearing purple polo shirts except. Wait. I guess the girls are wearing purple and the guys are wearing black for well, whatever sure, because reason. because of course guys don't want to wear purple, I suppose. Yeah. And they've got a... Do they have a symbol on their polo shirts? Maybe not. Maybe they don't. So they're just performing in the middle of a... A mall. A mall. Yeah. And there's not one, but two videos of this same performance... Of not this same performance, but this same troupe. So another Brian Maloney upload... At a different mall with a different group, with what appears to me to be a different group of teens. This time they're all wearing black. Wow. This is a, this is a standard. Yeah. So I'm like, is this just fun entertainment for everyone or is this a ministry? Because this reminds me, and I haven't talked about this much with you, 
But in 2001, the summer before 9-11... This has four views. Yeah. The, the two kids in the front are not into it. They're just talking to each other, seeming kind of, like, like bored. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Someone just walked by with a bag. Like, clearly a shopping bag with, like, tissue out of the top. So I haven't talked about this much, but in 2001, the summer before 9-11, I went on one missions trip. Like, one, like, proper, like... I've been plenty of, like... When I was a kid, we did missions trips where we, like, go to the old folks' home and, like, sing and, and stuff like that. But when I'm talking, like, actually got on a plane, like, my parents, like, put together money so I could go with my whole youth group first to Texas, where they trained us, on this mission trip, and then we drove across the border into Mexico, and we did a Mexican, like, missions trip. First of all, it, like, at the time, it was, like, okay. It was fun. It was adventure. I mostly just wanted to go to Mexico, right? Uh-huh. But, like, the mission was, like, a dance thing. Like, we went to Mexico, and we'd go to, like, Mexican shopping malls and stuff, and Mexican shopping centers and plazas and stuff. It was in Monterrey, Mexico. And we go to those areas, and we do this, like, performative dance about, like, the cross and so you stuff. So weren't, you weren't fixing houses or, or doing anything no, like that? No, that would be a missions trip, right? Yeah. That would be a missions trip. But I don't know what the company was, because I just kind of... I have a question. They do know that there is Christianity in Mexico, right? That's the other thing. That's the other <laughs> thing. And I kind of knew this at the time. I was kind of like, because this wasn't my idea, okay? Like, but I was like, hey, one of, and I went to multiple different churches and so multiple different You just groups. wanted to go to a mall in Mexico. I did. I was like, I wonder if I can get any region-coded anime DVDs there. So, Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, in hindsight, I don't know the company name. Like, I might be able to ask someone. I'm not in contact with anyone from that church really anymore. I'm Facebook friends with some people, so I can ask, like, hey, what was the deal with that? But yeah, it was like you go to a Texas, like, summer camp for a Christian, like, sort of summer camp atmosphere for a couple of nights where they teach you these dances and they teach you, like, the rules about, like, you know, and who's in charge and stuff like that. And then you get on a bus and you drive to Monterey, Mexico. And a couple of churches put you up and you go out and you do a dance routine at a mall for Mexican people who already are Christian. Like, I don't know if like the I don't know if the thing that we were part of, like, was one of those Christian churches that don't consider Catholics to be real Christians. It's all uh-huh. whatever. It's real. It's in hindsight. It was really weird. I just saw it as like a thing to go on with my friends. Right. And even from the beginning, I was like, even before I became more like questioning of Christianity, that was one of the things where I was like, what's going on here? What are we doing? <laughs> and I missed the Israelites and the Alstonians, right? I missed there was the Israelites and the Alstonians, the Alstonians not being a Christian ska band at all, being a local Boston uh, first wave style ska band and the Alstonians, the, Israelites being the most well-known Christian first wave ska band. I finally got to see the Israelites here in California when they played a couple years ago at the slide bar. But I I was like, oh, I'm finally going to get to see the Israelites. Nope, nope, didn't get to go because I had to go on this mission trip, which I enjoy. I have a lot of like fun memories and weird memories from it and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It just reminds me like 
I guess we just would go and we'd dance and then like some other handler there who was like from a church would like, thanks uh-huh. for watching. Now here's, here's the pamphlets for, you know, come to our born again Christian church and put behind your, your, uh, your Catholicism or something. I don't know. I don't really understand. You couldn't ask me to understand it then. I could barely understand it now. Anyway, did I ever tell you about this? Yes. Not about the dancing part, though. No. Not about them all dancing. This is the first time I've heard about this. That's all we can do. <laughs> like, the, the most fun parts are actually when, and, like, we could have, like, Did you do the hand moves? Yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> like, it wasn't as big kind of dance as this. Uh-huh. But it was a dance thing. Um, like, the, the, the best parts of it were just going around and, like, getting to talk to people. And, like, that's all it really should have been. Mm-hmm. Or going and, like, helping and build stuff. Right. But we didn't go to, like places where they needed that kind of stuff or mm-hmm. at least they didn't set those things up it's not like my dad went on a real missions trip where they went to like somewhere like honduras or something and they actually built a church mm-hmm. themselves and my dad came back and this is i'm talking about in the 80s and he came back with the pictures of it and stuff and he had like done all the tiling because my dad works in construction so he like knew how to do that stuff but yeah my mission trip didn't have to do with us like going anywhere and building stuff anything or doing chores or anything it was just like one day of dancing one day of uh, talking to people, one day of dancing, one day of talking to people. I love how you're like, my dad's in construction, like he's out there in his tool belt every day. Your dad is like, is is the CFO for a building corporation. Well, whatever. My dad's always been an accountant, <laughs> but he has always worked in construction-based accounting, so he knows the industry. He knows how to do it. He was always our go-to uh, handyman at home. He knew how to do that stuff. Anyway, Merry Christmas. So, Danny, do you yes. like this song? More, less, or the same. I like it about the same. I like it more. You like it more? Yeah. Nice. Very good. Well, then uh, stick around. Here's our Nightcore version of Angels We Have Heard on High. Maybe I'll like this even better, but you'll never know because it's the end of the episode. <laughs> 